We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Some days life feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. Yo, it's crazy, amazing. We can turn our heart through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every syllable. Hope can live or die. So speak life. myself in and then you muted me. <laughs> oh, did yeah. I was having I was yeah, I was on, I was having trouble with my other computer so I had to pull up a different uh oh, okay. uh a laptop. Yeah. No worries though, I okay. am here. Okay. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, after this Monday, I have one more class uh, next Monday, um, and then I'll be off until January the 4th. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, just taking some time away from, from school. It's, uh, it's not difficult, but at the same time, you know, that is four hours uh, of my life a week that I would like to have back for a, for a limited time. I am so jealous of your uh, work schedule. I used to have that, you know, all those <laughs> days off, summertime and Christmas and all the holidays. I'm so jealous. Well, this is for this is for my graduate class that I'm taking. Um, I still have to go to to my job. Uh, this is just for grad school. Oh, the class. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. No, no, I still got to go to work. <laughs> So, but I know you—it's coming up for you guys to be out for a while. So, I'm still jealous. Yeah, 
<laughs> we have um, an amazing, I'm, I'm really interested to get Miss Maya on tonight because she sounds like my kind of lady, um, just being in the word and and her love for for God. And so let's just move right along. Um, I want to welcome everybody. I did not turn on. Open up the chat, so let me do that, you guys. Sorry about it. I've just been in in the world with. I'm in the, I have a I'm in the chat here. room. <laughs> You're in the chat room. Okay, I'm going yep. to open it up here. Evan, what is your last name? Morrison. I have someone here, Evan Morrison, with me here tonight. Going to sit in with me at least for a little while, and he's going to be headed out. Oh, I forgot about. Mr. Corey, I just have a whole household of people. <laughs> I have a visitor, you guys. Corey is visiting me for tonight, last night and tonight, a young person. So I had a young person back in the house about ran me crazy, kept me up all night last night, walking, talking, all that. But, no, he's been a joy to have. And my one and only son, of course, is here. He's looking at me like, what about me? He's here as well, and my <laughs> lovely daughter-in-law. I have a house full here, so um, just wanted to get that out, that I have company, great company. I've just been, been here talking about God and the Word with Evan for about two and a half hours. <laughs> and he came in and wouldn't he, would, he wouldn't sit down because he said he, he had to leave. And it turned into a two and a half hour conversation about God and our relationship and those encounters with God. So it's been a, a, a blessed afternoon. It's, that's all I can say. And I'm going to go to church with him, possibly even Wednesday, the Bible study. So looking forward to it. Um, but welcome, everyone. We have, like I said, a great show set for you tonight. I'm going to read um, what we have, the information that we have, just to kind of bring everybody up to date, because I did not set an event. I just kind of passed you know, pass the the link on. So I'm going to, before we start really get into the show, I'm going to introduce Maya Moore and tell you a little bit about her, bring her on and have her tell more. But before we do that, I want to remind everyone, especially our new and our first-time listeners about our trash can baby, trash can concept. What we do is ask you to move your trash can because, as you know, or maybe you don't, but we are about simple transformation through the process of holding yourself accountable, taking responsibility for your life, where it is, how it is, who you are right now, holding no one accountable but yourself, and taking the responsibility to make the changes that you need to make to be the person that, to live out your purpose, to be the the person that you were purposed to be. So we ask, and as a way to remind you about the mindset, your thoughts, and how our mind keeps up with even the most smallest, insignificant things. We ask that you move your trash can from one place to another, preferably one that you visit frequently. Move it, then monitor how often you return back to the location you removed it from or you moved it from. And when you do, allow yourself to think about what else am I just doing out of habit, where is my mind and my thoughts leading me? Because I promise you, they are leading you somewhere. We have to change the way we think. Um, 
we had the Soul Sisters event this weekend, and, and I even took it a bit further. Not only do we have to change our thoughts and the way we think, we have to also change what we see, what we think about the things we see, how we perceive them. Is it reality or how much reality is in it? Is it, is it our perception or reality? Is it, is it coming from a place of hurt and pain? Um, do we really understand the person or the situation that's going on? So not only do we have to change our thoughts and our mindset, but the eyes. The eyes have a great part in how we think as well because it is based upon what we see and how we receive what we see. So, again, I'm excited. So do that. Keep account of how often you return. Rodney, I forgot to tell you this. I had a call uh, from a friend who told me, she said, even the dog keeps up with where we put the trash can. And I said, what? And she said that their lights had gone out. And she keeps her dog in the her dog kennel in the same place, and so because the lights had gone out, she had to move the kennel, put him in the kennel, you know, that night. But when the lights came back on that morning, she had taken the dog in the house for a little while to get everything set out set up. Well, when he went outside, although he had been in the kennel for the majority of the night, he went back to where the kennel. He's used to the kennel being all the time, and so she thought she she he just. She said the dog just stood there like, where's my kennel? But he had slept in the kennel in a different place all that night, the majority <laughs> of the night. So she, she was saying even the dog's mind keeps up with, you know, what's happening and what's going on. So I was like, wow, I'm going to have to tell the story about the dog now. But, you guys, it, it really is an amazing um, thing to work out to see. You know, I've mentioned here that I've I've, I've left my house intending to go a different way, but because I typically go one way out, I just instantly would go that way, meaning to go somewhere. So we really have to be mindful and live intentional in order to change and work this transformation process out. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable and go against the grain. So um, without further ado, let's introduce Miss Maya Moore. She is from Los Angeles, California. She is a writer, speaker, and an avid consumer of Christian teaching materials. Materials. Her blog, Lipstick and the Word, which I love, was developed as a platform to express her opinions and views about love, life, and relationships. Her goal is to share some of the wisdom she's gained in life from personal Bible study, random experiences, and hardship with her readers. Above all, she aims to encourage and inspire others to be the best version of themselves, regardless of where they are in life. Maya also enjoys volunteering, exercising, and spending time with friends, family, and her dog, Ginger. She sounds just like Butterfly Evolution. So let's pull her in, Rodney. (laughs) Hi, Maya. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. How are you? We're great. Can you hear me? Thank you for being okay, great. on. Okay, great. Yeah, oh, thank okay. you for being on. It's a pleasure to so, have you. <clears throat> thank you. So tell, okay, the, tell so, the listeners, I've, I've kind of introduced it, but be sure, um, just let's make sure we give them your site, your websites and all of that, because some people come on and leave a little bit early. Some will come on uh-huh. a little bit later. But just kind of just walk us into your world so that we can get into some of these tough questions. 
<laughs> okay. Well, I want to start off by saying my name is Maya, as in Maya Angelo. That's how you pronounce it. And my blog, my blog, Lipstick in the Word, was really birthed out of just some different patterns that I was noticing myself doing, noticing in the different men that I was dating, and just in the dating scene in general. So I just said, hey, you know, I'm all about encouraging and inspiring people. I love to be inspired. I love to be encouraged. And that is something that you don't see a lot in our world and even amongst the Christian community. So I felt like I could have a part in encouraging others. My uh, vision initially was to start off talking a lot about dating and how to date well in today's society as a Christian person, but it's expanded into different things where I talk about character issues, character flaws, and, and different ways to develop character. I also enjoy speaking. I'm a motivational speaker, so I speak to young adults, and I speak at churches, and I'm just all about doing life together, and I'm just all about using whatever pain or any kind of issues you've gone through to make you better. I really believe that your your original plan for your life maybe didn't work out the way you thought it did, or it should have, but it can be better as long as you partner with God. Wow. Sounds like a, wow. Sounds like a winning combination to me. <laughs> I mean, it really, Thank really you. does. Like, the more she talks, I just keep hear, seeing butterfly evolution. Like, I mean, because that's what we say. We are not victims. You you are not okay. a victim to circumstances or situations. So it sounds like you are on that same platform. But tell me, I want to dig a little bit deeper. You said you know, you noticed, you began to notice the men you were dating or choosing to date. Can you elaborate mm-hmm. a little bit more to how that kind of came out, what was happening at that time in your life? <sighs> Let's see. So I noticed that a lot of men that I was choosing to date, they were more takers instead of givers. I'm a giving person. So it took me a while to kind of realize that, and I noticed that I was choosing men like that. And I said, you know what, there's a red flag here. I need to stop, take a break, think about what I'm doing, and really, you know, ask God, you know, what's going on here. I really believe some people, they're just they're just takers. They don't know any better. They haven't been taught. But I also believe as a woman or as a man, too, you have a responsibility for the kind of people that you choose and that you let into your life and then you let into your circle. And it took me a long time, and I'm still working on it, to develop that type of discernment and really the patience to get to know somebody, to get to see if their walk matches their talk and, and see what kind of red flags come up and what kind of character issues they may have before I really decided to follow through with that. So I, I noticed some flaws on the both sides, flaws from the men, flaws on my own side. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh when you say that men that the men you were dating were takers instead of givers, um to the ladies out there um who mm-hmm. are single and on the dating scene, uh we are not gonna address any married women who might be uh on the uh, on the dating scene. <laughs> but mm-hmm. to the the single women out there on the uh on the dating scene, what would you tell them to look out for and avoid when you say the word takers? Hmm, That's a good question. I would say look at a man's lifestyle. Is he a giving 
type of person? Does he serve anywhere? Is he willing to help a friend in need or to do something that may inconvenience him or a job that may maybe seem menial, like cleaning toilets at at the church? I would say look at his lifestyle. I believe somebody who's able to serve is somebody who's a giver. As far as specific examples of taking, you know, that's a little bit harder for me to think of. I've never had any indica- any um, instances where men were asking me for money or to drive them around or things like that, but I know those things exist out there too. And I would say depending on the context of the relationship, that would be a man who is a taker. Okay. Sounds, sounds, sounds legit to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is Tammy. Have you, have you ever ran into one that was did too much giving? Did, did you ever run into anybody? Because I know some women feel like I, I, I can see some women w- would say that that is a turnoff um, where they would, you know, we've we've had many instances where someone would say, "Well, I feel like he's not hard enough." Do you? What do you think? Especially mm. with with Christian uh-huh. women, if you know where I'm going with right. that. Like, is there? Right. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on that, or any experience in that area? You know, I've heard things like that before, and I can see where women are coming from. I think the media has a lot to do with the type of people both men and women are looking for. And specifically in the African-American community, I know there's like a lot of women, and some of my girlfriends, you know, they have to have this man that's hard or they want him to look a certain way or (laughs) he can't be too soft and stuff like that. And I really believe, you know, all of that stuff doesn't matter. That's just, that that really doesn't matter. What it gets down to is that person's character. And when you marry somebody, you want to marry somebody who's a giver, as well as you should be a giver, because you're going to both have to take turns serving each other in the relationship. I think that what what, what makes it so difficult um, is that, you know, if you, if you talk to any female uh, one-on-one, uh, and this is just coming from, you know, a guy who, who has, you know, been told several times in the past, you know, um, I guess not necessarily told directly, but indirectly told, hey, you know, you're too much of a nice guy, um, uh, you know, or I was um, broken up with um, so that the female I was dating could uh, pursue something with um, a guy who was, not like me, uh, a quote-unquote tough guy, um, uh-huh. or even, you know, cheated on by by females uh-huh. for these quote-unquote tough guys. And so, you know, uh, coming from, you know, that guy who has been viewed as the nice guy in the past, um, it, like, every time you, it, it seems like whenever you talk to females, they all give you, you know, the 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 same the same punchline. You know, hey, it's not about you know, it's not about how a guy looks. It's not about uh, uh-huh. you know, uh, you know how much money he has, how good sex is. You know, it all depends uh-huh. on how he treats me and 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 all of these things. But the more you see people get in relationships, uh, uh-huh. you see the complete opposite. Uh, uh-huh. you, you 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 see females going after the 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 bad guys. You see females in relation like domestic violence is real. Like th- there's uh-huh. a reason why there's 
there's something called domestic violence. It is mm-hmm. it is not because women are not being abused in relationships. Uh, you know, inf- uh, infidelity, you know, in marriage is real. Uh, and so, you know, on one hand, it's, you know, you hear women say one thing, but then on the other hand, you hear them say something mm-hmm. else. What would you say, you know, to to the guys who might be in those in those situations where, you know, they're viewed as the nice guy. And so because of that, mm-hmm. you know, they always come up short. You know, I have a couple of guy friends, and they talk about how they get friend zoned <laughs> very often <laughs> because they oh, are yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. They don't look like the typical, you know, they might dress kind of like, Somebody might say it's like squarish or it's not cool enough and they they're not covered in tattoos. I would say keep on doing what you're doing and and you will find somebody who will accept you for you because I'm looking for a guy like that. I don't really I have friends like that, but I really haven't dated. And if I can just go back, I'll say that I used to be attracted to the bad guy, you know. I don't I can't even I'll say that I thought it was cool, you know. I think I kind of liked the whole chase or not knowing when I was younger, you know, trying to kind of like compete for his attention or something like that. And and then having a feeling of, oh, I've beat all these other women. I finally won out. But I realized really quick, like, that's not somebody you want to marry. So I would say <laughs> if, if you're one of the, the good guys and you get friend zone, just like every, everything else in our Christian walk, you just have to keep doing the right thing. And eventually you will get a right result if you don't give up. Okay, so 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 let me ask you this question, and hopefully none of them are listening. Would you ever date one of these uh, the, these friends of yours that that are that that are nice guys, if that's what you're looking for? Yeah, I would. It just so happens that my closest guy friends that are nice guys, they stay in another state, and okay. I don't know about long distance anymore. I've done that before, <laughs> <laughs> so that's something I'm kind of iffy on. <laughs> Okay, okay. Cause yeah. I, and and again, you know, uh, uh, I do have some experience with with, with this Karen topic, and uh, and that's why I'm asking these questions. I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, help the nice guys out, you know, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, because I I have you know been that guy that has been put in the friend zone. It's like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. you know that I like you more than that. Like, how you how you gonna just play me like that? But. Um, you know, I think that I, I think that when it comes to, uh, you know, certain types of guys or, or females going after certain types of guys, um, I think that there is a uh, there is a certain type of guy who always gets left out. Now, granted, uh, I will go back mm-hmm. to what you just said. Eventually, you will find um, that person. I did, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I and, and so I know that it is possible, but. Um, I, I can tell you when, when you are constantly seeing uh, the same pattern, um, it, mm-hmm. it is very difficult for you to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I believe that until it actually happens. Yeah, and I think that we all kind of struggle with that. I was floored when my guy friends were telling me some of the problems they they were having with women because <laughs> I was like, really? Like, that happened to you? I'm so used to hearing like my girlfriends talk about how there's no good men out there or you hear so many things about women complaining about men. It was just really surprising to hear hear it on the flip side from the, the men. 
What what are some of those things that you've heard about? Uh, in fact, let yeah, let's switch it to that. Tammy, did did you have another question? Well, we'll we'll finish the the dating side because I'll be switching changing the topic if I ask that now. So yeah, let's hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I, uh, <laughs> I think I was getting ready to ask a question, but I didn't write it down, so uh, I forgot just that quickly. But <laughs> go ahead and ask your question. Well, well, it may fall into the random experience, but I was going to talk more. Um, let's let's give the random talk about your random experience. I know that um, in the description of the show we used personal Bible study, which I want to mm-hmm. touch on. I want to kind of find out when when did you find yourself going deep into that study? What did mm-hmm. it did do for you, and how did it change your life? But for the sake of keeping what we were just speaking about, maybe some of the random experience can be about what, what Rodney was asking you a few minutes ago. Okay. Well, when I was referencing random experiences, I was more so talking about when I first began to learn about having boundaries with dating in dating relationships and actually enforcing those boundaries. <laughs> a lot of random things happen. One of the things I found out <laughs> is that men – are not used to women setting boundaries, at least the men that I was dating. And they had a really hard time, like, respecting them. So, for example, there was one guy who I was kind of talking to. We were friends. I've known him since, I think, high school and kind of getting to know each other. But he was doing things that I didn't like. So the first thing I noticed that he would call (laughs) me, like, late on Friday and Saturday nights, like, at 11. And I'm like, that's not cool. So I told him, I was like, hey, you know, I don't accept calls after 9.30. That might seem kind of strange to you or whatever, but that's just my rule. And so he <laughs> he didn't take that well. He was like, oh, well, you're such a square. You know, what is that supposed to mean? And so my thing is this. If you cannot respect the boundaries that I've put up in the very beginning of the relationship, once we start dating, you're not going to respect me then either. So mm. I I just – I found that boundaries, you know, it's, it's, I got a lot of pushback with a lot of my boundaries. So for another example might be like I took a couple of years off of dating just because for several different reasons. But one of the things is I wanted to spend more time with the Lord, and I really wanted to learn about the love of God and the love that God has for me as an individual. You hear that verse, um, John 3.16, so much about how God loves the whole world, and it can sound kind of generic, but – God loves us each individually, I don't necessarily hear a lot about that at church or in Christian teaching. So it's something that I wanted to study about. And so during that time, you know, I was letting guys know, hey, you know, I'm not dating. I'm taking some time off. And it's just, it just wasn't received well, basically. I probably got called more names during that period than I ever have in life. <laughs> so I just thought it was so wow. random. I was like, Wow. You know, like I don't have a right not to date you. <laughs> so, how many so years it, it, did you take off from dating? I decided to take two off. Initially, I was just going to take one year. I'd ha I heard a couple of sermons about people taking some time off from dating and for different reasons, and I didn't want to do it at first because I was like, I already have been in a dry season for a while. Like I haven't dated in a long time, and so to. <laughs> The idea to take more time off, I was like, I don't want to do that. But then I just kind of found myself feeling, like, deep within my heart that, hey, this is something that I want to do. And and I really want to take 
this time of singleness to learn about God, to learn more about the Bible. So that's kind of when my Bible studies really did pick up. And just take some time on purpose to abstain, just like you abstain from maybe sweets to fit into that gown for a certain event. It's like, you know, I can abstain Mm -hmm. from other things so that I can deepen my relationship with God. And it was really a beautiful time, and my blog was burst out of that, and several other great things happened. Wow. Wow. So so, so clearly you would would definitely encourage people to do that. I'm sorry? I said clearly you would encourage people to do that, man. You know, I would say – I was, you know, I really can't say that I necessarily, I think it's each to their individual own. I would encourage every person to definitely pursue God in a way where you're learning about how much he loves you. Because a lot of people are looking for love in the wrong places, and they're expecting their significant other to fill those voids and those hurts in their heart that only God can. So that was best done for me by taking some segmented time off. I can't say if it'll work exactly like that for the next person, but I know I do see a lot of patterns in the community and in society being repeated. So if one would take some time off and just kind of be still and be single, I think it would be beneficial. Hmm. Go ahead, Tammy. I think I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. I was going to ask her about one of her favorite, uh, what's her favorite blog that she has uh, written about, and then I want to ask about the drive-through. Um, I just I wasn't going to ask about this, but then I saw the drive-through versus the slow cooker version. <laughs> so I'd like for you to elaborate on the drive-through versus the slow cooker version. Okay, so my favorite blog is probably. Probably an open letter that I wrote to myself on my birthday. So on the actual day I was born. Yeah, that's me as a baby. And I wrote a letter to myself just kind of talking about the different things that I would go through through the year. So I, I finally kind of got some closure about some different things. And this was a very, very hard article for me to put up because it revealed some past sexual abuse I had been through and just some different things that happened that I was ashamed of. And what I learned is that things that were done to me, they were shameful, but I don't have to carry that shame. Like, I shouldn't have to be embarrassed or scared to tell the world that something that shouldn't have happened to me happened. So this was, like, very empowering, but it was very scary at the same time. Like, the night night before I was going to upload it, I was just thinking about how I could change things, how I could make it sound, like, more pretty. But I was like, you know, no, no, I want to let my pain show somebody that they can make it through, too. Like, I don't have to cover up anything. God knows everything about me. So this is my favorite for several reasons. Okay, wow. I have a question for you. Were you were you intending on writing, like, did you have to think about writing that? Was it planned, or, or did it just kind of mm. come at the time of your birthday? You know, it actually just kind of came, and that's what I've been noticing with the last couple of blogs. They've been more kind of about my personal life and my past as opposed to dating tips and things like that. And it's it's like I put my pen on the paper, and my hand just starts moving, and that's what really makes me feel like God has really inspired 
this and it's mm-hmm. it's time for these things to come out. It's going to bless somebody. It's going to help somebody. It's nothing I sat down and planned and said, hey, one, I'm going to write about this. Two, I'm going to write about this. It just it just came out and it just flows. Hmm. Wow. I like it. I did, wow. I didn't read that one, but I definitely will. Um, and you guys, the the name of the website or the the website yeah. is lipstickandtheword.com. So lipstick, just like ladies, are lipstick and the word and spelled out a n d the word t h e w o r d dot com. So lipstickandtheword.com. Check it out. Okay, right now. Maya, what is, that time. Maya, what is the best way for people to get in contact with you? Is it through your website or? By phone, email, what is the best way for people to get in contact with you for uh, speaking opportunities? Early in the call, you mentioned that you're a motivational speaker. What's the best way for them to get in contact with you? That would be through email, and that is lipstickandtheword at yahoo.com. So just like my website title, at yahoo.com. When when you are, um, and and like Tammy said earlier, uh, we are going to uh, ask you to give it out throughout the show uh, okay. just so that when we get people in and out, uh, they can get that information. And for those of you listening, if you have a comment, uh, if you're listening online, if you have a comment, um, please feel free to uh, type your comment in the chat room. I see that we have a few guests uh, in the chat room. If you have a question or a comment, please type it there, and we will read it um, on the air. Everyone is anonymous on the Butterfly Evolution Show unless – uh, you want us to reveal your identity, that is totally up to you. Uh, if you're listening by phone, please press the number one, and uh, when we see you in queue, we will uh, pull you in. Uh, what scriptures do you find yourself using the most, uh, Maya, uh, you know, during your motivational speaking um, opportunities? What scriptures do you find yourself using the most? I really like Jeremiah 1.5, and that's the verse that says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb, and before you were born, I set you apart. Because I really mm-hmm. believe that there's greatness inside of everyone. A lot of people think that, oh, maybe they're not gifted at writing or speaking or they don't look the part, then they can't be used by God. And I, that is so not true. Everybody has an individual plan. I believe there's greatness in everybody. And you just have to believe it. You have to look for it. I really believe a lot of stuff, a lot of things are just, you have to believe it first before you maybe see it come into fruition in the real world. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Um, another one, and I'll be honest, <laughs> Rodney, I I know, I don't always know where they are in the Bible, but like I know the phrase. So I think this one is <laughs> Colossians. I think this is Colossians 2.10. And it says we are complete in Christ. I think it's Colossians two ten. And okay. I really like that one because I I believe that a lot of people are looking for something outside of them to feel complete and feel whole. And in the topic of relationships, a lot of times it's, it's that woman looking for that man, or that man looking for that woman, or it could be like an, an eating disorder if you if you're eating too much. People are looking to fill a void and. Because we don't see Christ here with us holding our hand, it's really easy to believe that he's not there or he doesn't care. But you have to really get grounded 
and and decide if you're going to stand on that or not. And I decided that I'm going to believe. So you believe that you're whole, you believe that you're healed, even if you don't see it right now. But it's a process of walking it out, and it's a daily process. Okay. Hey, hey and, and Maya, this is... Go ahead, Tammy. Let me ask you this real quick, Ryan, because she said Galatians 2.10, and I, I think you... Colossians. I think you mean... Okay, Colossians. It's Colossians. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Okay, I thought... I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm on Galatians 2. I'm thinking dying to live. It's like, she has quoted our <laughs> verse. My mind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it could be I that one too. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be an addition to the butterfly release show after tonight if it was glacial. <laughs> 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 and I add on Rodney. <laughs> who who is your um who is your who is your primary target or your primary audience? It started out as single women, you know, young, around my age, looking to be married, looking to be in relationships. But that has really expanded. I do other topics besides relationships. And I I really want people to come to the website and be blessed. One of the articles that I really like is um, that I wrote is called The Solution to All the Problems in the World. So as I got into this blogging, I really I realized how passionate I am about affecting positive change in the world, and I believe Mm -hmm. that each individual can be the change that they want to see, and if everybody would do something to contribute to the problems in society, whatever they are, we could see results. But I I think there's – I see too many people complaining about things and and going on these rants on social media and, and things like that, but nobody's doing anything. So my target audience now is men and women from all walks of life because everybody needs to be encouraged. Everybody needs to be inspired. Personal growth is a lifelong process. So so we're seeing um, over the past uh, over the past couple of years now, but uh, like race, uh, racism or, or just racial tension has, um, has taken on a. Um, uh, I don't even. I, I don't even want to say new form, um, uh-huh. but I guess it has taken on a new form um, because I don't even recall it being this bad when, when when I was younger. And you and I may be around the same age. I'm not sure, but it's taken on a new a new form, a new face um, uh-huh. in in 2015. Um, what in what ways do you try to, I guess, motivate people to 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 move away from um, all of this tension, or, or you know, how do you get people? Uh, being that you do focus on character now, how do you get uh-huh. people to look within themselves to see that they may be a contributor to the problem? I am really big on. Renewing your mind, I believe that that comes through study time, studying the Bible, prayer, and just reading different Christian materials. I believe that if you if you want results in life and if you want to get better, you have to be willing to invest in, in what's going to help you be better. I really believe that it, it takes a renewed mind, which is a process and not an overnight thing, to to stay encouraged and to to look at these problems in our society 
through God's eyes as opposed to what your natural emotional reactions may be. Okay. What do you think about all of these uh, <laughs> these protests on these college campuses now after one one uh, group of students was able to get their president fired? Right. You know, I I'm what you call a middle of the rotor. I can usually see both sides of a topic. I can definitely understand and feel the students' pain. And, you know, nobody should have to go to school under circumstances where they're being bullied or tormented or called names and different things like that. So I was happy to hear about the success that the students had. At the same time, I do believe everyone has an individual responsibility to not – this is this may not be received well, but not let too much of what society and the media says di- dictate how you're going to feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't so, don't don't worry I, about don't worry about being received too well. I, I'm sure <laughs> Tammy and I say things all the time that that may not go over well, but you know it's yeah. all <laughs> it's all good. It, it, it's about speaking the truth and, and yeah, you know. Not necessarily being politically correct, but just being correct in uh, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're saying. Um, and I have one more question. I'm going to turn it back to Tammy. Uh, along these same lines, uh, why do you think old school morals and values have been lost over time when it comes to character, when it comes to parenting, mm. when it comes to dating, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to family? Just why do you mm-hmm. think those things from – 50 years ago, from 40 years ago, and even before then. Why do you think uh-huh. those things have been lost? And and we can break it down um, uh-huh. if you want to. Like, for example, you know, why why is it that it's not cool to be a gentleman anymore? Why is it that uh-huh. uh, men don't necessarily open the door anymore? Why is uh-huh. it that uh, women look at cleaning and cooking as, you know, being somebody's made or look at it as being mm-hmm. a negative thing where, you know, years ago the, these things were valued in homes, especially African-American homes. Mm-hmm. You know, that is such a good question, and I ask my mother that all the time. <laughs> I think about <laughs> it all the time, and I would like to hear you all's responses after I respond, actually, because I, I just think about that all the time. But, you know, I feel like it's a myriad of reasons. I don't think it's any one thing, but I will say I truly believe that self-esteem in society has gone down, regardless of what people, even though knowledge has increased in some ways, I I believe self-esteem has gone down, and, and people are pressured by the media and maybe their their friends or peers to always look good as far as, you know, guys always got to be cool. And I see them in church sometimes just walking in and just like, oh, you, you always have to be cool. You always have to look right. And I'm like, <laughs> that's, that's like vanity. That's like idolatry. And I think that, I think it's a bunch of things. I really believe it's a, the plan of the enemy, too, because I believe healthy, thriving families, that's, that's God's plan. That's what God wants. And the enemy, he doesn't have a family. You know, he's jealous, and he wants to rip that apart, and, and we have let him in <laughs> by different things that we've done in this country, you know, no prayer in the schools. And just I think we've let him in in little, subtle, different ways. 
I also okay. think that people, they used to value family and relationships and communication a lot more than they do now. We have a lot of different distractions, and I just think people have, they've just kind of been distracted from what the, the total goal is, love, God, relationships, and and having a thriving community. I th- I really think people are distracted by reality TV and everything else. That would be my answer. Okay. This is Tammy, and, and you sum it up so well, and I'll just piggyback and, and bring a scripture to it where Romans said that people have started to worship the creature and not the creator, which is basically what you said, and that's what people are doing. It just they're so self-seeking and looking, um, and, and at the same time, we don't do very well in validating and, and seeing and hearing people as well because we're so uh-huh. focused on self until we forget to do that, and there's so much disconnectedness rather than relationships uh-huh. that in uh-huh. relationships that are meaningful. Where where people understand one another enough to uh-huh. exist and have those boundaries and have those limits and and still able to be who they are and be accepted and that doesn't mean um, because a lot of times I think when when people hear that you're a Christian or you believe in God and you are saved or whatever word they use that somehow people have confused that with oh well. I should be able to run over you where I'm going to. Right. And I'm totally, right. totally against that. And that just does not happen on my time anymore. Used to be. <laughs> that used to be. I used to allow that. But that's just not on my time or dime. This, I'm, I'm actually becoming mm-hmm. more bold and more mm-hmm. um, just I'm, I'm really focused on guarding my heart and who I let in mm-hmm. my life, period. That's just, mm-hmm. that's just it, and it keeps getting I'll say worse and worse because my circle keeps getting smaller and smaller in a mm-hmm. sense to where, mm-hmm. um, you know, the people who used to be in my life, but at the same time, slowly it's building to where, like mm-hmm. Evan was walking here tonight, he's so full of God, and it's just amazing and refreshing to be able to sit down and talk to a young man who is just has a thirst for God. I'm sitting here mm-hmm. talking to him about church and love and God, and then, and I realized that just maybe the kind of church that I vision just might exist. I mean, he just sat and told me mm. that every member of the church has a key and is able to go in and pray or do whatever, have church by themselves if they want to. Every member has mm. a key to the church. I've never mm. heard of that. Wow. Ever. Wow. Ever. Like, we could just go pray right now if we wanted to, right? He has a key. <laughs> <laughs> So and it's one of Brandon's friends, um, and it's just oh. it's just amazing to see young people that have this kind of love for God. I, there are very few people who are my age that I'm able to sit down and and have this kind of conversation we've had tonight about God and mm. and our love for God and and just you know even our woes, you know our our low mm-hmm. moments. And so um, that brings me back to the question I'd asked you a little bit before and, and after Rodney answers, if you could talk about that drive through version versus the slow cooker okay. version and then maybe hit on one of the things that you labeled here, which is the anger, sadness, self pity, bitterness, surrender, forgive or rebirth. Either one or mm-hmm. as many as you'd like. Okay, Rodney, okay. thank you. <laughs> well here's here's my response to the question. Um 
I think it goes back to Romans 12 and 2, and it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And we have done exactly that, uh, done the opposite. It says, be not conformed to this world. And if you look up, we have conformed to this world. Um, every uh, um, Everything that the world tells us that we should believe, that's what we believe, even if it goes against what we believe in our hearts. Uh, and, and, and it becomes who we are. It becomes our faith. It becomes our Opinions. If you look at the last um, the last year or so, what has rocked this 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 country? Homosexuality. So if you yeah. if if in your heart you don't believe in homosexuality, because we live in a society that will condemn you for your beliefs if it does if it doesn't match the norm, what do we do? Mm-hmm. We accept. This this way of thinking, this way of living, and if somebody chooses to be homosexuality, that's on you. But why is it that, as a as an individual, I have to accept your way of belief? I'm not forcing forcing my Christian values on you, and mm-hmm. you should not be allowed to force them on me. If you choose to be a, to be a homosexual, that is between you and your God. It has nothing to do with me. Um, but mm-hmm. anyone. As we watch, anyone who spoke against homosexuality, um, like they they were made to feel bad about themselves. Uh, right. We also, the you know, in our society, I think entertainment is at the top of the list as far as things that we value. We don't value education. We don't value God. We don't value family. We don't value each other. Edu- uh, entertainment is up at the top. And so you have these reality shows, you have empire, you have scandal, uh, you know, you have all of these negative influences on TV, and people are watching them. You know, they they have to videotape them, you know, just in case you know they're going to miss it or if there's more than one show. Like people go crazy behind these shows, and it's like, wait a minute, how often do you read at home? Yeah. You know, how often are you praying, you know, at home? But the moment something happens in society, we're ready to get upset. Like this weekend, um, I posted several times about just what I thought was insensitive uh, comments that people were posting about uh, what happened in Paris. It was, it turned into a political and uh, race debate where it was, you know, well, what about Kenya? What? Okay. Mm. How? But I wonder how many of those people who were so upset because all it took was one person to say, "Hey, they didn't do it for these for these group of people," but you know, but then it just turned into this thing where everybody just started jumping on the bandwagon, and I so wanted to post, but I just say, you know what? I've had enough discussing this. But how many of those people complaining that? nothing was shared or done uh, for the girls who were killed in Kenya, how many of them actually posted something when those girls were killed? You know, we, mm. we talk about what the media does to us and to our words and how the media is always putting these bad images on us. But guess what? We do the same thing. When, mm-hmm. and it's just an example, when 
there's a Facebook page, Big Booty Hoes, and it has 1.3 million followers. Uh, how are you mad at the media? That's you. You did that. Yeah. You know, but we won't we won't share those positive images that we see. We'll just keep right on scrolling. If our friends, our family, especially if it comes from you know friends and family, we won't put those things out there. We'll share the mm-hmm. negative, but the moment somebody else doesn't share the positive, it's well they're wrong. You know, for for doing that, they they only want to put out these bad images of black people. But all I see is black people putting bad images of black people out there. So how are you mad at someone else for doing basically the same thing that you're doing? But I think the bottom line is it comes down to we have conformed to this world. We've gotten away from God. We are not Mm -hmm. doing what is good, acceptable, and perfect in the eyes of God. Okay. My, um, okay. my, I think that goes right back to your drive-through as well because, it, like, like you said, people. I love that one because people are not wanting. They say they want the breakthrough, but they don't want to in, encounter the work that's needed for that. Or they think that it's going to be a microwave kind of world, a microwave thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not looking at how how their mind or their lifestyle has adapted to. Whatever the circumstance is, going back to the trash can concept, you know, mm-hmm. regardless of how small that seems, we have a tendency to just kind of stay stuck um, in our mess, so to speak, and we just kind of live generation to generation, taking on the the same um, sickness, I will say. And and so I I think now is a great time to kind of get into the drive through <laughs> versus the the kind of breaking thing that you talked about. Okay, so this is actually one of my favorite blogs, too. So this was inspired by a couple of different things. There were some things that I was working on in my life, waiting for God to heal me from or deliver me from or something to do. But I realized during the process that I have a responsibility for my own healing, too. And so I don't know the scripture, forgive me, but there's a story in the Bible about an invalid who waited by the pool like 38 years he had been disabled he waited by the pool that once a year an angel came down to stir it up and whoever got to the pool first would get that breakthrough and so there's a a certain point in that story where Jesus asked the man you know do you want to be healed and at first I was like you know why would he ask him that Jesus knows everything he knows that man wants to be healed but if you look at the the man's response he's like I don't have anybody to put me in the pool. And so Mm -hmm. I took that to mean that we want somebody else to do it for us. So, for instance, if we come from an alcoholic home or an abusive home and we have severe anger problems or severe other kind of problems, excuse me, other problems, because it wasn't our fault, we expect somebody else to fix us or to pay us back. And what I've learned in life is, how you were born, circumstances you were born into, maybe they were jacked up. It wasn't your fault, but it is your personal responsibility to go after that healing and that help that you want. You know, mama or daddy may, maybe gave you the problem, but it's not their responsibility to fix it. It just isn't. It may not seem fair, but the thing about walking with Jesus is everybody has an individual choice, and that's what makes us all equal. Like, you can choose to do better just because – you came from a violent a background of violence, you don't have to 
continue in those patterns, I think people are deceived and they believe that, oh, just because I saw this growing up, I'm always going to be this way or the doctor or psychologist diagnosed me with this so it's going to be this way and it's like no the word of god is higher than what we see going on here so for me it was a process for me i i had some problems with anger that i didn't even know that i had but it it came out that i would repress my anger so it turned into like depression so i had some sadness i went through a period of self-pity like you know this isn't my fault Mama should have done a better job or daddy should have done a better job. I shouldn't have to fix this. But then I was like, you know what, Maya, you're the only one hurting here. <laughs> Your parents <laughs> love you, but they can't they can't fix you. So what are you going to do for your healing? Jesus died for you to have that healing. Are you just going to, you know, act like what happened to you is bigger than what somebody did for you, which is what Jesus did for me? So I just had to go through the steps. And I didn't know I was going through the steps at the time. Like when I when I wrote this, I looked back and I said, oh, yeah, you know, I had some bitterness. I had some anger. I had that attitude of the world owes me or, or the man owes my family or, you know, somebody needs to pay me back and it's just not fair and the chip on my shoulder. But I realized, you know, no, that's, that attitude is not going to get me anywhere, and that's not what Jesus wants for me. So it, what was really hard for me to do, <laughs> it was two things. One thing was it was really hard for me to surrender. And I was a Christian, but it's it's like I kind of wanted, like I said, I wanted somebody else to fix it for me or do it for me. But I also wanted, like, God to do the work, God to do the healing. And I didn't want to really take responsibility or rather I didn't know that I needed to surrender to him like I had to say you know Lord I can't change myself I can take these steps I can go to counseling I can get an accountability partner but ultimately you are the one that does the work in me like I'm I'm really this is real life I'm looking at you face to face Jesus this you have to do this for me so I had to surrender and and in that surrendering I had to let go to the best of my ability of that anger and that sense of entitlement and that sadness. And I had to say, you know what, Lord, I'm putting all that on the altar because I want to go forward and I want to be better. You know, forget justice. I just want to be better. And so with that, too, I had to forgive people. That was really hard for me. I know what it says in the Bible about forgiving your enemies and stuff like that, but it was still hard because, you know, we still have this flesh. And I'm like, no, you know, it wasn't fair. And I felt like to forgive would say, okay, what they did was no big deal. Or what they did, you know, it was okay when it wasn't okay. So I hadn't really – I don't hear forgiveness taught a lot in churches, but what I learned is that forgiveness is a process. So it that was another, like, daily thing that I had to – continue to submit to the Lord. And I said, you know, I want to give you all this baggage, Lord, and I just I want to have a new life. And it's something that was done in faith and it and it was a process. But I feel like you really have to get to that point. If you want to be better, you got to be willing to fight for it, whatever that fight looks like for you, and you got to be willing to have like a warrior mentality. I feel like we go so hard for other stuff, you know, you see people going hard in the gym or you know, you, you make sure you have your hair and your nails together and you, you religious about that, but you got to be religious and adamant about your healing, too. Mm-hmm. I, I like what you just what you said about um, basically focusing on what Jesus did for you rather than what people did to you. That is yeah. just amazing. That, that, that's just amazing I also like on the blog where you talk about You kind of finish this up After you've gone through 
the several um, talking about several things, the forgiveness and the rebirth, how you own up to there's still some things that you're still struggling with, but but still focusing on being set free because I think so often we forget or we don't focus on the things that we've accomplished or that we've come mm. through that we've gone yeah. through. We focus on those things that are still upon us that we that we still feel somehow that we've not overcome. And somehow we think again that we could just drive through that, just uh, be put in that mm-hmm. microwave and come out done. But mm-hmm. with all the stuff that life, we allow life to put upon us, there's no way to just, especially at a, after a certain age, it's embedded. It's almost embedded. You have to fight mm-hmm. your way out. You have to dig your way out. You have to hurt some days and just keep your mind focused on tomorrow will come. And perhaps it would be a different. Even maybe tonight you might wake up in that in that place, and you can pray your way through or out. But what 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 kept me was remembering that place where I was just ready to give up, where where I knew what, mm. turning around where it would get me. And so people would find something to focus on. Mm. Like I know what's back there. I know if I turn around. I'm walking into hell on earth. Like I'm I'm going back to hell while I'm living. That to me is enough to keep me pressing forward and dealing with and embracing somehow the bad days. Like, okay, I'll I'll take this one rather than have a lifetime of it. I'll take this one offset. And so it's it's about just remembering that, that we have been set free even in the midst of, of trials and tribulations that it's just it's just that. No, nobody is is privy to it that we all are going to mm-hmm. have those days and we all have those things that um, the bitterness, the the self pity, the unforgiveness, all of that. We we at, at sometimes even even some of the things you think that you you kind of overcome something or somebody can trigger it. But we have to yeah. just get I don't know seasoned enough. I guess I should say you just have to get enough God in you to know that you like you said just set free that you've been set free regardless of how you feel. I mean, I guess get mm-hmm. out of your feelings and your emotions. So mm-hmm. it's just one that I want to do. Y'all check out her blog. It's lipstickandtheword.com. I mean, she's had some great articles on there. Um, you're gonna really make me go read the one about you. I did not read that, one, but I'm gonna go read it. I didn't think it was about you. I, I don't know what I thought it was about, but I didn't think it was about you, so I didn't read it. So. Okay. Uh, I, I believe I have to go read a few of these uh, myself, Tammy. I, I, I don't know, <laughs> Maya. You, you, you are very, um, you, you're, you're very inspiring i think uh, you have a you have a pleasant personality and um you 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 definitely um know how to draw people to you it seems and, and i'm pretty sure that those um who come in contact with you are are blessed so uh please you. please please keep keep up the good work uh keep doing what you're doing um keep empowering uh people especially our young people uh, i don't know how much work we can do uh, to, to to these older folks, uh, <laughs> you know. Although I believe that they are the problem, but uh, I don't know how much work we could do with them. But uh, most certainly, mm-hmm. please keep up uh, the good work that you're doing. Thank you. Really appreciate that, Maya. What area are you in now? Like what 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 state? I guess 
because you said you're from California. Are you still in California now? I'm in Los Angeles, California. Okay. 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 Yeah, I'm still here. It, it definitely is not the Bible Belt here. <laughs> and <laughs> I can relate to something you were saying earlier, Tammy, about your circle becoming like smaller and smaller. And I can say as a young person, that can be very discouraging and disheartening. And I'm not, I'm by no means a saint and I never want to paint myself that way, but I just have a desire to do the right thing and empower other people. And, and like Rodney, you were saying, that's not necessarily cool for girls or guys. So (laughs) it can be, you know, it can be sad to watch your, your circle shrink smaller, smaller, but I realize I have to do what's in my heart, and I do not feel fulfilled, you know, being fake or trying to blend in where I don't fit in. Mm. Well, that word desire alone will will eliminate you from a lot of circles. The desire to to be pleasing to God, it it Mm -hmm. will eliminate you from um, many circles because I I really – Unless we're, we all feel disconnected and we just kind of disconnect from the world, it seems like that, that circle of people um, are just becoming so small, like the ones that want to just sit mm-hmm. like this young man and talk for all these hours, you know, 27 years old, and he wants, and he's like just, I mean, and, and leave here and on his way to prayer service. Like that to me it was just refreshing to come across and, and we need more of that. So I guess people like us, me, you, Rodney, Mary, all of us that have that thirst, we need to do better by connecting. Like all these people are getting mm-hmm. together, having these, um, I don't know, social events on whatever these, this new technology stuff. Maybe we need to start doing something like this to inspire people who do have that desire and, and in our age group and have, you know, I don't know, something come up that we can all meet somewhere and just really embrace each other's um, desire and thirst for that. Because like you, by no mm-hmm. means am I perfect, and I do have my days, and there's some days I get up and just don't like the funk that I'm in. But I do I do know enough now to but God and know where mm-hmm. that if I, if I shall just give him Give him a little of this time. He will take all that that is upon me away. And that Mm -hmm. is the changing point, knowing, knowing where to go in in all those, at all those times and and in those situations. Um, But just that desire alone makes you different. So Mm. I I understand for sure. Maya, will you give out your information again? Yes. So my blog is lipstickintheword.com. That's lipstick, ladies, we wear on our lips. And A is an apple, N is a Nancy, D is in dog, theword.com. And it's a, my blog is it's aimed at encouraging people in the area of love, life, and relationships. You can also contact me on Facebook, and that would be www.facebook.com backslash lipstick in the word, or you can email me at lipstick in the word at yahoo.com. What are, uh, uh, before we let you go, uh, what, what are some of your, um, what are some of your goals uh, in the next few years and long-term? 
one of my goals that I'm working on now is I, a couple months ago I got licensed as a Zumba fitness instructor. And okay. that is something that I always loved dancing, like when I was a little kid, but my mom she wasn't really in a position to put me in like dance classes and stuff like that. So it was actually a dream that I had forgotten about. But during that time, while I was not dating and I was spending time with the Lord and rediscovering some of my dreams, I had an opportunity to do that. I really want to start teaching within, in the new year, leading Zumba classes. And my vision for that is to not just dance, but encourage and inspire women to love their bodies, whatever shape that it comes in. You know, we all can, usually all of us can afford to get better and healthier, I mean, take care of our bodies more. But I think a lot of the time, especially women, we frown on so much of how we look physically and the media doesn't help and Hollywood doesn't help saying you should look like this or, or that shape. And so in my class, I have a vision for us not only working out, but also just an opportunity to celebrate the fact that you can even get up and move because there's people sick in bed and, and that are bedridden and just learning to appreciate your body, learning to love your body and to take care of your body. That's a a goal of mine. That's kind of separate from the blog. I'd also like to continue speaking in churches. I would love for more opportunities to come up where I can just inspire women and help them individually and as a collective whole. Okay. Sounds like a winner wow. to me. <laughs> well, you you forever have an invite, and um, I do encourage people who are listening, please share her her blog and look her up on Facebook, like the page, because, you know, Rodney just reminded us that those other ones have millions, you know, I don't know, hundreds and thousands of likes. And we're out here trying to promote all this change, and we have to almost just hit people over the head to get them to uh, to like the page. So that says a, a lot about people, some of those same people mm-hmm. who are, I'll use the word pro-black because I, I think we, and, 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 and I'm not putting any any organization down, but I think even that in itself in some instances, has become a distraction because, mm-hmm. um, and, I'll, and, I, and I'm just going to leave that just where it is. Don't apologize for it. For So if I hurt somebody's <laughs> feeling out there, I'm sorry. Uh, take it and let it fuel you to do whatever works for you. But so much focus, and like Rodney shared with us, you know, it's like what did people do when when this happened in Kenya? You know, we, we will get on the bandwagon and we'll get off. So I just say if you get off, stay off, please. And if you are not pro-life, pro pro every nationality of people, then just just say nothing. Because mm-hmm. if, if you are heaven bound, then I mean I can't see where it's gonna. I, I just can't see the God I serve separating us by race or being pro-white, right. pro-black, and and all right. this stuff. And so as, after a time, I think if we would just be angry about injustice to anyone and stand mm-hmm. up for it regardless if the media is doing it or not. So mm-hmm. um, I'm like, Rodney, you just have this spirit about you that is different. Um, I would say even from, from the majority of the people that, not all, but some of the people that we've, we've come on, you just have a different spirit. So it shines. Don't let it go out. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Don't give in. Don't. I mean, just be you. Just keep serving God because you do have a light that, that just glows. And um 
so thank thankful you. again. And if you have an open invite, whatever we can do to help you, um, just let us know. Just just let us know, and we'll continue to share the blog. But any anything, any final words you'd like to share um, with our listeners, please do give out. I know we're sounding like a broken record here, but we just want to make sure that everybody gets your information. So do that again as well. But any final words that you'd like to say before we, mm-hmm. we work to bring it to a close? Well, I do want to thank you and Rodney for the opportunity. Once again, I really love exchanging ideas with you all. You guys have inspired me and just encouraged me to look at some things differently. I want to encourage all people out there, young and old, but especially the young people, that you can have a better life. Maybe you're not at the place that you want to be now in your career or in your relationships or just in your healthy healthy eating habits or anything, you can have a better life. And don't let what happened to you in the past be bigger than what was done for you on the cross. And that's not an easy thing to understand or even accept, but I guarantee you if you will do the work with God, have your prayer time, have your study time, you will see results. And if you keep doing the right thing consistently, you will get a right result. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, Rodney! Anything? I do have a few announcements before we um, get off. But uh, Rodney, anything from you before I get into the announcement? Uh, no, uh, uh, just great show. And uh, my, I'm so glad that we got a chance to meet you over the phone and uh, kind of hear your testimony and uh, where you come from. Uh, I think you touched on a few things and. Um, you know, that, that, that people definitely needed to hear. So I'm glad that you uh, came on and did that. And I, I really hope that people uh, take those things to heart and go to your website and follow you. Um, I know personally I'm going to uh, be reading um, and following your your, your blog. So uh, I do appreciate that. And, and, and as a fellow writer, uh, uh, you, you have really inspired me. So thank you so much. Thank you. So we'll have to get you on again here. Here, you know, maybe yeah. maybe next year we'll come pick a pick a topic because it seems like you're very well rounded in discussion. So we'll have to get you a topic and, and invite you on to to be our special guest again. But I have really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. So Thank I want to remind everyone. To. Yeah, let's 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 make sure we um, connect here here soon um, and get get just get some things going, Rodney is working on a few things um, that we'll share with you as well. He's going to be coming here for an education summit, and um, mm-hmm. so we have, have a lot going on. And we're working with the youth as well here. I actually wanted to tell people, remind people again about the Developing Character Workshop uh, that we're working on. We we do realize that it, or have finalized that it will be next year. We just cannot put it into this year's schedule. So, um we're going to take that time to get our people that or companies, people, whomever, get our donors to donate to sponsor a child. And the cost to sponsor a child is $100. That includes the two-day workshop and the assessment and their food uh, for the two days as well. So as you can see, not uh, 
not a lot for 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 a two day conference and assessment and and the meals while while in the workshop. So if you would like to make a donation, um, you can contact me directly, or you can go on to the site rsvpcommunication.com. That's www. R S V for Victor P for Paul R S V P Communication No S dot com or uh send me a message on Facebook or contact me at nine oh one eight three zero six zero eight eight. Uh we'll take any donation that will add up to one hundred dollars so that we can send that child. Um so that's the that's the main thing for right now. I think that will be the next big event because we'll probably do it sometime February, I'm thinking. Um, the Soul Sisters event, it did take place Saturday. We had just a wonderful group of ladies who came out. Um, Maya, this is something that you may want to, to know about as well because the founder of this organization She's actually hoping that people will grab the idea, the concept, and make it their own in a different city and just, just keep mm-hmm. keep the Soul Sisters name. And it's about women of different races joining together and doing life together for a year. Um, and, and at the same time, mm-hmm. the, the group as a whole is continuing to do things throughout the year as well. So we, we met Saturday night, uh, had a great time of fellowship dinner um we were we were there for a few hours started at four and just went went on from there but the ladies were able to connect with with a a lady of a different race and they will do life together for another year i decided to keep the one that i received in 2013 because we've just made a great connection and she's become like family so that's what it's about Mm. it's women of different races races coming together to heal that racial tension that is is within Memphis. So, um, you know, like I said, Dr. Ernestine Hunt is eager to have people to kind of do the same, and we're all we're all women who love God. So it just happens to be that everybody does have that thirst. We might be at different places, different levels, but our desire is to really be pleasing to God. So we just had a fabulous time. So we will be doing things um, probably once a month going forward just to kind of keep it moving this time and make sure we don't lose the connections, and then we'll do major events. So we'll keep you guys posted on that. It's not too late to get your soul sisters. So if anybody's out there and, and wants to do this in their area and want more information about it, please let me know. If you're in Memphis or the surrounding areas, please let me know as well. She's also looking for speakers. They're going to have um, – a women's conference in Nashville at the Gaylord, I think, hotel, some hotel there. Um, And she's looking for speakers, about 12 speakers for that. And it'll be a weekend thing, and this will be next year as well. So lots of things going on. And and then Rodney will tell you guys about the Education Summit that um, and some other things that he's working on as well. And then we'll just bring the show to an end. But if any, we'll... We'll give you all the information we can and, and that we have. So, Maya, I thank you again, and, and we're going to turn it back over to Rodney, but feel free to hang on, and if you have more to add, just jump in before we get off, okay? Okay. This, this show has, uh, has truly been a blessing. Um, 
one of our listeners in the uh, chat room did uh, uh, did remind us about uh, the man by the pool that Maya had mentioned earlier. For those of you who were wondering about that scripture, uh, that is John, the fifth chapter, the first verse through the 15th verse. Uh, for those of you uh, who were on when she uh, was talking about that, again, that's John, the fifth chapter, the first verse through the uh, 15th verse. So uh, to our to our listener, thank you so much for, for sharing that information with us. Um, we are in the process of uh, a few things. Uh, one of them is an education summit in Memphis. Uh, we are... Uh, we have spoken with uh, some faculty at the University of Memphis, and we are trying to post an education summit there just to talk about uh, a few critical issues in education, uh, such as testing, social promotion, uh, how uh, socioeconomic status uh, influences education. We want to talk about teacher recruitment and retention. Uh, and the good thing about it is, we don't want people with hidden agendas. Uh, we want people who are actually in the trenches. We want the teachers. We want the parents. Uh, we want administrators. We want support staff, uh, bus drivers, custodians, cafeteria workers, people who uh, directly work with children uh, because we feel like you get a completely different view when you actually talk to people who are in the situation uh, rather than uh, those who may be trying to uh, uh you know, boost their own uh, platform or, you know, or or share their agendas with you. So uh, we will uh, get back with you as soon as we have a date. We are looking at the springtime. So uh, just keep that in the back of your minds. We also are planning a, a huge event uh, here uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, next September. Um, so we'll be we'll be touching bases uh with you guys uh pretty soon about those things. Um and as they come up we will definitely mention them. Uh we'll get back with you all. Uh stay on uh the lookout for uh show next Monday. So either we'll be on live next Monday or there will be an archive show for you to listen to. Um in case we don't talk to you live uh next Monday. We hope that you all have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. We hope that you enjoy the time uh, that you will be allowed to spend uh, with your family and your friends and just enjoy people's company. And even without the fourth Thursday in November, everyone has something to be thankful for. So whatever you have to be thankful for, you should think on those things. The Bible says, think on those things that are pure, that are that are righteous, that are of good report. You should think about those things on a regular basis and even be glad for things that you don't have. I was reading earlier uh, today on, um, on the Internet uh, that Charlie Sheen, who has uh, been in the news a lot, or was in the news a lot um, a couple of years ago, especially when his uh, hit TV sitcom Two and a Half Men uh, and him, you know, kind of uh, the producers and him kind of fell out and he kind of fell off the track. Um, but I was reading online today that he was planning on going on on the Today Show 
uh, to announce that he had HIV. Um, but that could be us. That could be you. Uh, I don't really get the point of, you know, going on the Today Show to announce to the whole world, but sometimes you even have to be thankful for those things that you don't have because God knows that we all don't have problems and concerns that we probably should have because of poor decisions that we've made. So count your blessings, and we will talk to you in the near future. This has been another episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. We want to thank our guest, uh, Maya Moore, one last time for being on with us, and we hope to uh, have her back on pretty soon. Until the next time, everybody, be thankful, be blessed, and be happy. Good night, everybody.
titles and expectations Full of desire I just want it so bad You know And it just seems so real It's right there Just want to reach out and touch it For what all disappears Sometimes it feels like like everything is passing me by. Every now and then it feels like my ship has gone and sailed away. But I, I gotta be strong. here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.